Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Today, we're talking about advancing workplace excellence. How can you be excellent in the workplace? And my guests from AWE, which stands for Advancing Workplace Excellence, are Lisa Bergeron, the Managing Partner and Chief Visionary Officer, and Kevin Matta, the Director of Client Engagement Inclusion. AWE Again, Advancing Workplace Excellence is a boutique business that partners with their clients to expand human potential in the workplace. And again, we have Kevin and we have Lisa with us, and together they share AWE's approach to helping individuals and leaders level up for the future workplace by driving inclusion, creativity, engagement, and leading their business to success. They are also a trusted business advisor for many organizations, both big and small, to provide expertise through their methodology called the New Lens of Leadership. Welcome, Lisa, and welcome, Kevin. Thank you, Patricia. So glad to be here, and I'm yeah. happy to have Kevin join me in this discussion with you. Yeah, thank good, you so much good. for having us. Well, good. So what is, Lisa, explain what AWE is. We know what it stands for, but tell us what it is. So uh, AWE is a people-centric business, and we put our partners and our clients uh, front and center in a trusted relationship. And as you said, we show up every day looking through the lens of how we can expand human potential in the workplace. And so we do that through different kinds of experiences. Uh, we uh, do events so that people can experience AWE and have, um, and have connections through conversation and networking and learning forums. And then we also connect people within the workplace and come into the workplace as, again, as a trusted partner and work with our clients to diagnose and really figure out what behavioral shifts are most important and needed to uh, really understand and, more importantly, achieve their evolving business outcomes. And we do that by providing a breadth of very unique, tailored experiences that, as you've been saying, explores that new lens of leadership, which are those key competencies that are connected to the future workplace. So, Kevin, let's take, go take that a little further with this new lens of leadership. Tell us a little more about how your organization, AWE, takes people through it. Yes. So, the new lens of leadership are five different dynamics that we go through, and some of those are expansive awareness, dynamic connection, inclusive engagement, emotional mastery, and creative disruption, And we really do that by first, as Lisa mentioned, diagnosing what an individual's or business needs are. So we try to not come in and offer a predetermined solution to an organization or a cookie-cutter solution. We really come in and we partner with you to understand what your needs are as a business. We dive deep. We dig deep. We build a trusted relationship so we can really understand what solution and tailored offerings we can bring to you and to your team to make it a really engaging experience for you and for everyone else. And that's why we've been able to have long-term relationships with a lot of our clients 
because we understand every time the business changes, we're there with that change through them, uh, with them as well. Every time there's a leadership change or there's a strategy change, we're there too because we've been there throughout every evolution of their mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Lisa, what, what do you see as some of the challenges? What are some of the common challenges when you go through companies that you see? Yeah, and I will just say that it's not even just at the company level. It is just anyone that's in business today. So we can ex- people can experience AWE, you know, through their company or they can come, like I said, through that door of an event and get connected with other professionals. But I think that most people find it challenging to be agile, to, to uh, figure out communication. It seems like most of the breakdowns today is front and center of communication. You know, how do I communicate better? How do I show up as a more inclusive leader or person? Again, whether I'm leading a team, leading an organization, or simply, you know, trying to proactively respond with the right emotions and the right um, agility, you know, to a client's needs. And, of course, you know, that takes not only being someone who isn't authentic, but influencing with authenticity. It's no longer about a a leader or anyone saying, here's the way it's done because I said so. It is engaging people with true um, authentic influence. And, and no matter where you stand in an organization or a business, or if you are a business owner yourself, you have to, you have to influence others and that, and do that with a resilient energy and a certain sense of agility. Mm. So Kevin, uh, talk about that. Talk about sort of the agility that you need, because you're working with all different kinds of people, right? From different backgrounds in different settings, so talk about that sort of fluidity that you really need to have. Yeah, so a lot of that definitely comes from, as Lisa mentioned, um, is that no longer following that hierarchy. So it's right. no longer this business model where it's just because I'm at the top, everyone needs to follow my command. But it's really being able to better understand your team, their strengths, their dynamics, how to um, provide fortitude and trust um, within those teams so that you can really lead from within. So a lot of the work that we do through the new lens of leadership is about leading through introspection. So one of the things that we're seeing as a trend for the future, uh, which, you know, is a part of the work that we do is really foreseeing what's happening and what's coming up in the workplace is learning that leaders now need to be more introspective about themselves. It's no Mm -hmm. longer about just checking off this checklist of saying, here are the 10 things I have to do today and how do I accomplish those? It's not about avoiding relationships because you're afraid of what that might mean to someone else or what that's going to look like because the marketplace is becoming more competitive now with more businesses coming into the plate, into space, especially if you're in Rhode Island, we are known as the small business capital of the United States. You know, we have a small business um, in every part of, of the state people really want to build long-lasting relationships with each other in the workplace too because they now have the option to go anywhere um, locally as well. It's really about building those strong relationships within each other so that you can learn how to lead other individuals through that authentic influence that Lisa had mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, I, I, go I, ahead. I was just going to say, and I will add to that, Patricia, that Another really important trend is that level of being an inclusive leader. I mean, there's certainly been a lot of buzz in the news over the past year, year and a half on 
on all of these movements and, and people being excluded for who they are. And today it's more important than ever and I think more challenging than ever to walk through the door of your business as the full person and not feel excluded and to be able yeah. to be, you know, who you are. But that doesn't mean that doesn't come without challenge. Right. And that's so, a really critical piece. Yeah, and so Lisa, how do you work with that if you have somebody who, you know, is biased? I mean, they say they're not, but they are. Or they don't like a personality and they're just having trouble dealing with that person. I mean, how do you help them kind of, you know, create that awareness that maybe that unconscious bias or that unconscious blind spot, if you will? Well, certainly, as Kevin was saying, you know, part of of the lens of of leadership is expanding self-awareness. And much of that work needs to be done through an exploration. So we ground a lot of that work through emotional intelligence, uh, you know, dynamic communication. What does it look like? You know, everybody may want to communicate the way they are communicated to, but that doesn't necessarily make it work. And I'm going to let Kevin build on this because it, it does come back to how do I be inclusive as a colleague, as a leader, as a better mm-hmm. person in business? Because we all have biases. I mean, no one is bias-free. So it is really just expanding that self-awareness to make sure you, you maybe become more aware, you pause, and you respond differently. Right. Exactly. Ahead, Thank Kevin. you, Lisa, for, for, for building on that. Um, yes, biases are something that we're trying to bring awareness to especially in the work that we're doing within organizations and the trainings that we're doing, uh, because biases are set to protect us, right? So they are built within us. They come from multiple generations of different Mm -hmm. cultural backgrounds and understandings, and they're not always something bad, which is, I think, one of the things that people are afraid of. The minute they hear unconscious bias, they think, oh, wow, that's really scary, and that could mean that I have to change something about myself or put myself into a vulnerable place. So a lot of times that is the work that we do. It is about challenging some of the biases that are no longer serving you to the benefit and are now having a direct impact on the way you experience the workplace and others are experiencing you within the workplace. That's when it becomes a challenge, and that's where we really step in with our expertise and offer those solutions to individuals to say, how can we now challenge them to, again, bring that pause, bring that awareness, or bring that... um, subtle moment for you to be able to realize this is no longer serving me in a positive capacity and it's now impairing my relationships with my colleagues, with my leadership team, and with the way that I'm putting forth a business to my consumers. Um, so that, that's the opportunity where we come in and we can actually help you uncover some of those and act as a catalyst that you can move forward to provide a better experience for yourself and your team and your customers. Mm. Lisa, do you want to add to that? Um, I, yeah, I think Kevin uh, certainly really addresses that well. But I, I think that, again, we don't always think of the, we think of the obvious biases, you know, maybe gender, color, uh, yeah. ethnicity. But there are others out there, you know. We all invite colleagues out for lunch or ask for a drink after work. Maybe somebody can't afford to do that. Um, we right. hear someone, someone speaks up or we meet a new client or a customer interacts with us and they have an accent. We might make assumptions about who they are, who they are, where they come from, and we make up a story about them. And so we may not do that with malice, but, 
but we all don't necessarily look for those those, those not-so-obvious places where biases can show up. All right, what we're going to do is take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about AWE, which is an organization called Advancing Workplace Excellence. It's based in Rhode Island, and do you do work out of the state, Lisa? Oh, we absolutely do. We are proud to say uh, facilitating um, throughout the world. (laughs) Which is wonderful. When we come back, we're going to talk about how they develop their programs. What are the research and what are the the trends and how do, you know, how does AWE, Advancing Workplace Excellence, really kind of find the right places to go within the companies and within the times? You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, and I'm here with Lisa Bergeron, and she is the Managing Partner and Chief Visionary Officer of AWE, and Kevin Matta, Director of Client Engagement and Inclusion at AWE. We'll be right back right after the break. Stay tuned. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. We are talking about workplace excellence, how we achieve it, how we sustain it, and the process we go through. And we are with, we are talking to an organization, AWE, 
Advancing Workplace Excellence with Lisa Bergeron, Managing Partner and Chief Visionary Officer, and Kevin Matter, Director of Client Engagement and Inclusion. Welcome back, Lisa and Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about how you develop your programs. You know, every company is different. Every company has a different culture. They may be focusing on different things. So how do you design your programs, Lisa? Well, the first thing that we do is we diagnose um, the behavioral shift that the client really wants to achieve to address those, those specific initiatives or outcomes. So it's really important to have a deeper conversation, as Kevin uh, alluded to earlier, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, we want most companies are looking and seeking for um, agility through their leadership. And that's their, you know, their, the, the people um, resources are more and more critical than ever before. So we, you know, people are struggling to navigate change um, and they want to do that through connection. As, as not only through connection with each other, connection with their organization. I mean, people want to show up knowing that how they show up is going to make a difference. So we diagnose, then we design a, a very uh, tailored solution, and those experiences uh, in person, sometimes online through a virtual experience, uh, or access to tools that we um designed specifically for that client. And so we deliver it through um, a breadth of, of ways, but always anchored in expanding human potential in the workplace. Mm. Kevin, think, anything to add to that? No, I think exactly as Lisa mentioned. And then uh, so we do it as a four-step process. And Lisa touched on three of those, which is the diagnosing, the design, the delivery, and then the fourth one is really that deepening of that relationship with those individuals. And we we always partner through following up with those um, clients through coaching, coaching, consulting, online learning modules, and a little bit about this um, educational portal that we actually have called the New Lens of Leadership. Where so one of the things that we pride ourselves in is that we don't leave any client just you know, alone in the midst of the change. You know, we're not that type of consulting business that just flies in, delivers a training, and then leaves, but we really provide them with the tools and services and relationships where they always stay connected with us. And through that online subscription program, one of the things that we do, it's called the New Lens of Leadership, is allow individuals to continue that learning and that deepening even further. So month by month or week by week, they're able to go through and, self-reflect and diagnose and continue to deepen their learnings on their own, whether it's through a virtual coach, whether it's through an online forum, or it's their own self-reflection. They have access to videos, learning, and different modules that they can consume at their own pace and in any way, whether it's a video or a podcast or a reading material. Which is great. And so, Lisa, that would also extend to people, even if they're not in the state, Anywhere in the country that can be part of this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Our services are borderless. Um, they, even though we are in a small uh, state of Rhode Island, our services are quite, um, you know, extend beyond our borders. And so that methodology that that Kevin was walking you through allows people to really navigate this very evolving and constantly changing and shifting. Uh, workplace and marketplace, again, not just big business, but 
you small business owners, we're all navigating an immense amount of change, and we have to be proactive the way that we uh, respond and how we adapt. And that only that also links not only to the workplace but to our personal lives and you know how we're finding those balances between all of that. So as you think about this as the new lens of leadership, we do a great job of widening the lens, um, helping people zoom in, and even at times reverse the lens. What do you mean reverse the lens? Well, that, I think, comes into sometimes we see things the way that we want to see them, but we challenge mm-hmm. people to reverse that lens. What am I seeing? What is someone else is seeing that I'm not seeing? Um, what can I learn about myself by looking outside of what? You know, sometimes we give ourselves our own story, right? And we tell of it so course. often to ourselves, we start to believe it. So that really works well for us, right? Because it becomes, I call it the if-only if blues. If only I had a better boss. If only I, I was able to, uh, you know, have a have a better support system. If only I made more money. All these if-only things. And it's a very victorious circle because it just works for us. The problem is it just, we never can escape that. So we have to be able to, to reverse the lens and tell ourselves a new story. And that quite honestly, is very empowering, and, and it really centers us to be able to adapt better to change. Yeah, yeah so true. Is um, Do you find that in, you know, the workshops and the trainings you do, that that's a challenge for people, and both of you? I mean, is it a challenge for them to say, gee, you know, I may need to change this behavior or even to see it from a different lens? Absolutely. I think anytime we have to make shifts, we have to be open to, to feedback, right? And, and sometimes the feedback isn't positive, what we might be hearing. But what we do is when we work with people, we tell them we see the potential that they have. And that's why we are about expanding human potential because potential is about expansion. And it means you have something in you that can be made better to be it to to really open fully. And and I myself, just my own leadership, my own journey, I'm constantly evolving and constantly shifting because those behaviors make those behavioral shifts make me better. And so the starting point is something positive. And and as Kevin said earlier, when something is not working, if I'm constantly showing up in a way that I'm not motivated or I'm disengaged, that's not going to work. For me, and it's not going to work for my company. And today, we're all working longer. You know, we're we're no longer getting that that uh, golden key at like fifty right. something, right? We're all, right. you know, we're all working longer because we want to, but we want to show up doing the work that we love, working with the people we love. And I'm not suggesting that that's always going to be the case, but. We want to be able to show up in a way where we're more conscious and more resilient to what's happening around us. And that gets very rooted in what I can control. Right. And and that brings us up to if we're working longer and sometimes longer in days and sometimes longer in years, that means we have to take care of ourselves more. We have to watch our stress and watch and be mindful, if you will. So I talk about that whole issue of mindfulness, Kevin and Lisa. I'll let Kevin start it off here. Sure. So mindfulness, again, goes right back to our methodology around the new lens of leadership and why it's so important to better understand who you are, what your strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities are in the workplace. And that's the place in which we introduce that mindfulness. It's about being mindful of who you are, where your opportunities are, and where your strengths are 
And once you acknowledge those opportunities for yourself, that's where those other complementary pieces could come in, which is that stress management or thinking about, right, how is the way that I'm interacting with myself and now impacting the way that my team is also experiencing the workday. So if you have a very um, highly, highly engaged leader, but they are leading from a place of fear or scarcity or, you know, or time commitments, time bound, the team is going to respond in that way too. So the moment we can interject mindfulness into that leader's day to day, that's the moment that we also unlock and expand their own potential and their team's potential too, to now realize a new way of working. Yeah, I think uh, when you think about resilience and and I was just reading an article about, you know, are you leading people to burnout? And, you know, we all send messages. So if you work for someone or if you are a leader sending emails at midnight, are you expecting someone to respond? And most little people say, no, of course not. But the problem is I get that email at midnight and maybe I see it. Maybe I think, oh, my gosh, you know, is that the pace that I'm expected to keep? Is it, so it's a, it's a, it's um it's sending out a message unintentionally to people. And even though that leader may not expect people to respond, they are disrupting that person's evening. And so you really have to be very mindful to maybe putting that in your, uh, your draft box and send it in the morning or make sure you're very explicit with people. We have one of my colleagues is out this week and she's uh, got a vacation next week, but this week she's at a, a, a training, her own training. And I said, if I'm going to just CC you on emails, don't feel compelled to read them. And if I need you for something, I will actually put that in the subject. I will say, important, needs attention. Uh, that way, when you're, you know, unfortunately, we're all tethered to our devices, and it's very easy to see messages and be drawn into unnecessarily into conversations or even drawing you away from the moment to where you are. We want her to be very fully present at her training. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and now so, with the ease of technology and smartphones and calendars and Apple watches, we're connected, you know, in every single which way. So it is about, again, being mindful about what type of message am I sending even when I'm no longer in the office or my colleagues aren't in the office? Are these things that really need everyone's attention? Is this an in-person interaction versus an email or a text message? So it's really being able to be mindful and as to how you're addressing those situations. Yeah, very important. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things you can do to be mindful. What does mindfulness really mean? And we'll also talk more about workplace culture and diversity in the workplace and how that's so important as part of this new lens of leadership. So, again, we're talking to Lisa Bergeron, Managing Partner and Chief Visionary Officer of AWE, which stands for Advancing Workplace Excellence, and Kevin Matta, Director of Client Engagement and Inclusion at AWE. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and we are talking about workplace excellence. My guests are Lisa Bergeron, Managing Partner and Chief Visionary Officer of AWE, which stands for Advancing Workplace Excellence, and Kevin Matter, Director of Client Engagement and Inclusion at AWE. And again, this is a boutique business that partners with their clients to expand human potential in the workplace. So, And they also are, have a new methodology called the New Lens of Leadership. Welcome back, Lisa and Kevin. All right. Thank you for sure. All right. Let's talk about, we talked a lot about mindfulness in the last segment, but what are some of the exercises or protocols or things that you do with clients to help them become more mindful? Well, I think Either it's one. all about, yeah, yeah I'm, I, it's all about, this is Lisa, of course, um, it's all about, again, expanding that awareness and emotional intelligence is a really great way to do that. So, when you go through the pillars of emotional intelligence, it starts with uh, that self-awareness, and then it takes you through to how do I respond? Do I understand how my body stresses up when I am being challenged or some, we all have people that get under our skin, right? So the self-awareness and how I respond to situations really comes under that pillar. And so it's noticing 
when my body tenses, when my, you know, physical things happen when you go through those, those things. And, and even understanding the stress indicators. So around, a lot around mindfulness is, is understanding, am I fully present with the people that I'm, I'm interacting with? How am I treating with them? Do I have empathy for their situation? Doesn't mean I need to agree with them, but I need to show that I'm listening, I'm present, and I'm aware. Uh, and, and when you're with someone during those moments, you're having empathy, but that presence um, in, and being vulnerable to your own shortcomings, so that comes through self-awareness and just learning how to hit the pause button. Mm. And I think that one of the things that, that um, excites me and that we do that's very provocative too in the workplace is that whenever we hold any of our in-person events or through our online subscription, the New Lens of Leadership, is that we're not afraid of actually interjecting pauses of mindfulness. So every year we have this annual conference, and Patricia, as you may have witnessed at this last, at this most yes. recent conference, we actually offered a moment of closing meditation towards the end of the session. You know, we offer different tracks throughout the day where people can actually disconnect and find moments and opportunities of mindfulness as well. So, you know, a lot of individuals that are in this corporate environment they're never allowed to take that mindfulness break or that disconnection throughout the day. So we're actually saying, yes, it's okay to come and have a workplace experience, mm-hmm. but still have that mindfulness to yourself yeah. because you're learning and you're working down to the bone, but we're mm-hmm. still providing you that everyday pause, whether you get that or not. You know, I think right. to Adam, what Kevin's saying is that we have habits of stress, right? I don't, and, and, and we think we can't take breaks. We think we can't stretch. We think we can't. We need to eat lunch at our desk. We think we can possibly take a walk or change channels um, while we're, you know, working intensely. But when you think about the way our body works, it pulses. And we need to be fully in for 90 to 120 minutes. But just like we cycle through sleep at night, our body cycles through peaks and valleys during the day. So understanding the rhythms of your own body and your own mind, uh, a quick, short break doesn't have, it's, it's not so much about the time, but it's the quality of that break. Right. Am I, you know, my, am I refreshing my body? Am I having a conversation with a colleague? Am I getting up? Am I moving? You know, most of us would never think about putting sugar in our cars, yet that's how we fuel our bodies. And, and mm-hmm. when we expect, we expect that, uh, we don't have to fuel up, that our, that our, a natural momentum will just take us through the day. But I, I know that everyone listening here is, is probably expected to do more with less resources. And then we, that momentum is still happening as soon as we walk through the door until our head hits the pillow the next morning. So we mm. have to take control. And there's so much data around engagement. And this is why companies actually care about this and are trying to cultivate mindfulness programs within their organization, um, making sure that their leaders are understanding, as I said before, those sort of guidelines to when they're emailing. I mean, many companies have gone to, you're not allowed to send emails on weekends, to, you know, no meeting Fridays. So companies are aware that their people are their precious commodity and that this is their opportunity to really take care of their best resource. Yeah, and I think sometimes people confuse mindfulness. They think that it's meditation, which could be part of it, mm-hmm. but they're, they're not sure what it is. I mean, as you said, Lisa, it could just be pausing for a few minutes, taking a walk outside, or just being aware right. that your heart is racing is mindfulness. But people Absolutely. think it's a big, sometimes they think, oh, we've got to sit on a mountaintop and meditate. 
Right, and and, my, and thank you for for bringing that up because most of us, um, and whether you're leading a team or even a small business, whatever, wherever you stand, you often depend on the discretionary effort of others. Meaning, you know, I need you to put an extra hour in or help me out to do this. And if you're constantly taking, 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 um, not that others don't want to give, they just simply don't have any anything left to give. So we need to learn to, as I said, work in those in those rhythms of of putting out energy and then also recovering. And so there, that pulse of productivity is like what I like to call it, and it allows us to a fully enjoy what we're doing because we do feel great when we know that what we're doing has a purpose and and a contribution to a bigger picture. So I think you asked earlier, you know, what can people do? You can connect people to the why. Um, that is really, really important. A lot of people know what you do. They may even know how to, how to do it. But do they really know why you're doing it? And when people mm-hmm. are connected to that bigger purpose, they will contribute in a different way. Mm. Kevin, your, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think, again, um, you know, we, we, we discussed a lot about why mindfulness can be so important in those breaks. And um, just covering back on the diversity of thoughts that occur, too, when you're able to take a break, just even to be able to disconnect and recharge or even change a setting. Again, right, the, the workplace has taught us this is your desk and this is where you should work at all times. However, right. there's so much benefit when you're able to actually step away, work in a collaborative space with someone else, whether you're each working on independent projects, but just to be able to invite diversity of thought and perspective can refuel the work and the outcomes that you have. And there's also statistics that show that when you invite diversity of perspectives and thoughts, whether it be to a group project, to a product design that you're doing, you go from having a 23% chance of being correct and and productive to actually duplicating it to being 63%. So you're automatically doubling your opportunities of better meeting performance outcomes and productivity just by inviting at least one diverse perspective to the work that you're doing on a daily basis. That's fascinating. It really is. Uh, So along with this, along with kind of, uh, you know, having – I would say being able to deal with stress and using mindfulness, it also calls for something else, which is called resilience. And they often call resilience a hearty personality. Speak to resilience (laughs) in the workplace, right? Particularly where today, I mean, there's just so much out there. We're changing technology rapidly. Our times are changing. Companies are downsizing and moving and relocating. I mean, change is like the name of the game. And if you're not resilient, it's going to be hard for you. So please both of you address that. Yeah, I think, you know, resiliency, you know, I define it as that emotional buoyancy, right? So that it allows you to sort of rock with it, right? You know, not be so off kilter um, so that you can, and, and I think companies are seeking this because because we just, the, the, the workplace is very, very, um, you know, unpredictable. And it, and it may not be to no fault of a team, a leader, a Sometimes competition disrupts it. Sometimes financials disrupt. So there are things that are, I would say that when you have a problem, you can only control your 50%. So any problem, there's 100% of something happening, right? Some kind of challenge. It's always 100% of the equation. But you can only control 50%. And that 50% is how am I going to respond to this? I can't change it if 
this person's a screamer or this person is mean or this one, whatever, the, the financials are in the toilet, the company's going to do a layoff. I can't control that. I can control how I respond to that. And right. there are lots of things that you can do, but that's what resiliency is. I think anybody can be a great leader if the day is beautiful and you're walking on the beach. But the true sure. mark of leadership is what happens when that storm rolls in. And also, true leadership is how am I helping others navigate the way through it. In, in fact, I, I, and I'll give you a quick example. There's a leader that I really greatly admire, and she was um, in a big company and, you know, walked into a meeting one day and they said, we are closing down this site. It's a big, big pharmaceutical site. And, you know, of course, in her mind, she wanted to yell and scream and was nervous about what it meant to her. That was not what she did. You know, she, she raised her hand and said, how do I help the 200 people in this division? I want to be here. I want to help them navigate. And there was another leader in the room who was emotionally outraged, you know, slammed something down, walked out the room. And so he, so two different ways that people reacted and responded to the mm-hmm. same news. And this leader did a great job. And again, I, I can't tell you how much I admire her because she's a very empathetic leader, very relatable. And at the end of that, she's expecting like everybody else to lose her job, except, you know, leadership taps her on, on the shoulder and said, we've watched you during this very difficult transition and we want to offer you a new opportunity to actually lead an entire site now. She was only a division leader at that point uh-huh. and she was able to move up and, and lead um, you know, for many years in another position. And, and she was, again, greatly admired. And then fast forward maybe 10 or 15 years and there was some more disruption in that workplace and she ultimately needed to leave herself. And it was not a bad thing. She was very well respected, but there was the alignment, maybe the position, I don't remember the exact reason, but her her lens, her resilience was what carried her. And now she's in another company doing amazing work that's actually mm-hmm. very mission-based. So you have to kind of go with the flow as, and with a, with a sense of resilience. But she was always very mindful to how she was going to navigate those changes that were thrown onto her. Yeah. You know, there, there was a study done of managers who um, were resilient and went through crisis at work. And the ones who could not handle it well got sick. They either took time off or they just didn't do well. And the ones who were resilient weathered the storm and they did not get sick. They were able to move through it. So it's really interesting. Yeah, no, there's absolutely, this is, this is important work because um, there's even people, the studies shows that even let's say two people are arguing um, near your desk, so just on an earshot, they've measured that that when that happens, not only are the two people that are in this, you know, disruptive environment, but everyone around them also suffers. So, and people leave people, they leave situations. And so this causes turnover. This causes people uh, suing, you know, lawsuits. You know, as you said, it it, um, increases sick leave or even people taking, you know, t- you know, uh, you know, mul- you know, longer times off from work. So mm-hmm. you're absolutely correct that there is, this really hits the bottom line. And it is why studies show that emotional intelligence, your 
your emotional intelligence quotient is more valuable than your um, your 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 intelligence, your your EQ, yeah, which is your really EQ interesting. Your IQ, your IQ versus right. your EQ. Wow. All right. We're going to talk more about that with Kevin and with Lisa right after the break. We're talking to Kevin Matter, Director of Client Engagement and Inclusion, and Lisa Bergeron, Managing Partner and Chief Visionary Officer at AWE, Advancing Workplace Excellence. And you can go to awe.com, correct? Or is it is that right? AWE.com? AWEConnect.com. AWEConnect.com. Okay. We'll be right back. We're going to talk more about resilience. We'll talk more about a workplace culture. And here's some great stories with Kevin and Lisa right after the break, right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show 
Hi, everyone, and we are back, and we are talking for the whole hour about workplace excellence. And my guests are Lisa Bergeron, Managing Partner and Chief Visionary Officer at AWE, along with Kevin Matta, who is the Director of Client Engagement and Inclusion. And again, this AWE stands for Advancing Workplace Excellence, which is a boutique business that partners with their clients to expand human potential in the workplace. Welcome back, Lisa and Kevin. Thank you. Okay, let's talk a little bit. Kevin, I'm going to start with you about diversity in the workplace. Sure. So diversity in the workplace is something that existed for, you know, a very long time, and that could be diversity by race, gender, um, you know, sexual orientation, status, many different ways. But there's also this newer concept, too, where diversity is coming into place and actually being a catalyst for businesses being able to thrive in this new workplace and this new marketplace as well, as customers are expecting products and services in a new and different type of way. Uh, now we're actually seeing organizations leverage the diversity of thought and create more inclusive work environments by creating these groups that are either called employee resource groups, business resource groups, or networks. And they've been around since the 70s. Actually, started off as an um, as an act of, based on the affirmative action, and started off with an, uh, with Xerox, and have now just transformed to really being strategic and uh, focus groups that are being leveraged to help businesses thrive in today's day and age. Mm. So it's really changing. I mean, Lisa, think about the workplace 10 years ago and how much it's changed now in terms of yeah. diversity and inclusion. Yeah, as you know, our company actually has evolved. You know, our, we are now, of course, at AWE, Advancing Workplace Excellence, but we also had a very uh, zoomed-in lens on women and, and their place in the workplace and helping companies really address the initiatives to keep their pipelines moving and fueled with women. Uh, many women were opting out and still do when they are and don't quite reach the top of organizations, this very strong middle manager, but, um, you know, we work specifically coming often through the door of organizations that want to work and make sure that their women have the tools and resources they need to be in an inclusive workplace where they feel that they can thrive. So, and, and, and that's really, that's really where it is. Let's talk about creativity and all of that, because part of thriving uh, is being creative, is, you know, in having your ideas accepted. Speak to that. Yeah, that, and that's, it's, that's so important because that lens of creative disruption does come from having a diverse, uh, you know, people at the table. In fact, uh, in a recent survey of CEOs, being creative and innovative was one of the top leadership competencies of the future workplace. So, uh, you know, and also I think we tend to put ourselves put pressure on ourselves, whether we're leaders or businesses, that it's our job to come up with those ideas. But in fact, you just have to create an environment where those ideas can thrive. And that is usually seen through diversity. When people around the table challenge each other in a respectful way, but don't just, you know, who wants to have consensus? How can we bring in different lenses of perspective so that we can broaden our thought process as a team, as a company, as a business, so our product will evolve and our business processes evolve. And there's lots of ways to do that, but the starting point with creativity is a diversity of thought. Your comments, Kevin? 
Yes, um, as, as, and as far as diversity has continued to come, I think about one of the important factors is that inclusive workplace culture. We've talked about inclusive leadership being a top um, model that needs to continue to be seen in the workplace, but also organizations being able to, we'll use that reference of the lens, be able to zoom out and look at why diversity of individuals and thought aren't even at the table currently, because there's still such an opportunity whether it's from a recruitment standpoint, it's from your online hiring process, you know, not being fully vetted or, or accessible to different individuals with different abilities, uh, you know, so even that opportunity there. And that's where we come in as AWE and partner with organizations to provide them with strategic tools and insights and trends to be able to say, here's how you can better leverage the diversity that you currently have and create an inclusive environment for the workplace, but also here's how you can continue to gain that momentum and bring other individuals in, in so that they could better perform and better serve you and your business. Yeah, many, many of the top companies um, know how to tap all talent at all levels for their creative input. No, I, you know, there's an interesting study where when you're trying to bring an idea forward in an organization, uh, for someone, let's call, in, in not in management at a more of a lower level, they, there's no risk for them to bring up an idea, to kind of throw it out there. And, it's, of course, if you're in upper management, you don't feel the risk because you're at the top of an organization. But for those middle group, that middle manager, there's a bigger risk for them to, to um, move ideas forward because there is a certain amount of failure that goes around with that. So, so again, it's, as Kevin said, it's creating cultures where, you know, you are creating a way that you accept failure, that you, that there's ideas can be brought up without judgment. Uh, again, your goal is not to just rely on a single, you know, strategy, you know, to address these challenges, but to have a portfolio of innovation strategies that allows people to, to bring ideas up and forward without that that risk mm-hmm. of being judged. Absolutely. All right. We've got a couple minutes left. So let's just close by telling us how people can find you and the different things that you're offering to people worldwide and organizations. Great. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so individuals, managers, organizations, businesses, small businesses um, can all find us at www.aweconnect.com. Um, and on there, they'd be able to see whether you're local to the New England area, you can come to one of our events that we have. Um, you can also sign up for an online subscription right on that website as well under the subscription tab. Or you can email us for any type of contact or support that you may need. And again, with that process that we'll do is we'll actually partner with you to better diagnose what are the needs that you actually have within your business. And we'll come to understand what that is. And uh, Patricia, as a side note, one of the great opportunities that we have, too, is that we do have multilingual services. So whatever part of the country you're in, we can always step in and really help serve you at any need and any level. All right. And again, they go to aweconnects.com. Dot com. Correct? Yeah. Closing thoughts. Uh, First, Lisa, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? (laughs) We live in a time that requires us to solve problems differently, to show up differently. And with expanded awareness, with, with focus on your wellness, uh, and a, a way of being more inclusive really does ground your possibilities in expanding your human potential.
potential and the potential of others around you. So I think when you show up with that and that and that place, you can do really wonderful things. And that's mm-hmm. what we're here. We're here to enjoy our lives and and right. uh, contribute to the workplace. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, I think thoughts? one of the things that excites me most is that we're again we are at a time now where you no longer have to wait for your manager or for leadership to tap you on the shoulder and tell you that it's time for you to take this next move. Now we are cutting that, uh, that middle person in between and letting you leverage and expand your potential whenever you're ready for it. So, and anyone can do that at any given time. And we offer those tools and services. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kevin Nada and Lisa Bergeron from AWE. Again, Advancing Workplace Excellence. Go to aweconnects.com. Thank you both. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. Yeah, it was really great. All right, stay on the line for a minute. I'm going to close this the way I close my radio show. Uh, Stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. And you can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or you can also write to me, Patricia, patriciaraskin.com. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.